Building and Rebuilding Trust. The following quote is by Spenta Kondawala from the book, The Politics of Trauma. Quote, when safety has been broken in ourselves, when our boundaries have been profoundly crossed or violated, as mine had, as yours have, I think there's a way that we don't even know how deeply we end up mistrusting ourselves. We start to believe we did something wrong because that boundary, that thing we were using to protect ourselves, got violated or crossed and we didn't stop it. It doesn't matter that we couldn't stop it. We've betrayed ourselves and start to think, well, I betrayed myself once. What's to say that I'm ever really trustworthy? End quote. In the process of working through this toolkit, you may have come face to face with the ways in which you have broken trust with yourself or others. You may mistrust yourself after uncovering a belief or best practice that you've subscribed to that you're now realizing is quite harmful and counter to your core values. You may experience or finally be able to contextualize the mistrust you have perceived from those you have harmed as a result of your internalized white supremacy. It is important to remember that while trust can be broken in a matter of seconds, it takes time to rebuild. In her book, The Politics of Trauma, somatics practitioner Stacey K. Haynes breaks trust down into its three component parts, intention, competence, and reliability. She defines them as follows, quote, Trust is intention plus competency plus reliability, all held together within an analysis of systemic power and conditions. Intention. The first thing we want to assess and align is intention. What is your intention? Can you explore what another's intention is? What are they meaning, going for, intending? What are you meaning and going for? Is the intention good for a larger purpose, considering you, considering others, or the organization, or the community? Competency. Competency is having the relevant skills to keep your promise. It is having the abilities to take the actions you say you will. Oftentimes, a gap between intention and competence is where breakdowns in trust can occur. Reliability. This is when we are able to align intention and competence in a repeated way over time. This is when people know they can count on us because it has been shown over time. This is where we can assess others as well. Will they show up over time aligned with their intention and with the relevant competencies? Power and trust. We need to acknowledge structural power within trust as well as dynamics of power interpersonally. Is there a person in the dynamic who has more power to define and to decide? How are they acknowledging and working with that power? If there are structural power differences, can these be named and worked with proactively? In addressing power, there are still the other subsets of trust, intention, competency, and reliability that need to be built. Breakdowns in trust come when any of the four components of trust intention, competence, reliability, or addressing power are missing. Perhaps there is competence and skill, but not a clear or good intention. Perhaps there is intention and skill, but an inability to address power. We'd hold this as a lack in one of the other three as well. 
We can assess in ourselves and others which of these skills is present and which is missing. Each of these can be worked on and practiced to increase trust and trustworthiness. End quote. A fifth overarching factor I would add as integral to the process of building or rebuilding trust is time. Intentions clarify over time, competence develops over time, and you need time to prove reliability. And last but not least, power and our understanding of and our relationship to power is dynamic and can shift over time as well. And because rebuilding trust takes an investment of time from all parties involved, it's important that before we engage in this process, we assess, is there a good enough reason to do this? What will be gained in mending this trust? In other words, is there a strong why that will serve as an anchor through the choppy waters of repairing broken trust? While individual parties may come into the process with different motivations, aligning on a collective why is crucial. Often, these collective whys extend beyond wanting to soothe or get rid of uncomfortable feelings like guilt and shame harbored within individuals, and rather are rooted in commitments to the greater whole and visions for the collective future. Some examples of this include wanting to be in right relationship with those around us, wanting to build a culture of accountability, wanting to embody alternatives to punishment in response to harm, and or wanting to cultivate the conditions for intergenerational, intercultural, interracial healing. As we go about making these assessments, Haynes reminds us that, quote, for many of us, present-day breakdowns of trust hit up against recent or historical ways we have been harmed or endangered. This cascade can feel like rebuilding trust or extending trust again is impossible or just a bad idea. Here, we are asked to address and continue healing these previous harms until we can assess what's in front of us based on the current situation. End quote. The following reflection prompts are intended to help you work through your own relationship to building and rebuilding trust. I invite you to pause after each question and note down any immediate responses that emerge before diving deeper into this exploration. How do you experience Stacey K. Haynes' definition of trust? Do you agree with the component parts that she describes? Are there any components she articulates that you hadn't previously considered to be a part of trust? Are there any components that you would change or add? Are there particular elements of building trust that you have weighed more heavily than others? For example, have you thought, if my intention is in the right place, then it matters less whether or not I have the right skills? What do you think influenced this weighting? Based on your previous experiences of trying to rebuild trust after having broken trust, how much time and how many times has it taken to mend what was broken? How have your expectations of what it means to be reliable been different when you were the person who experienced harm versus the person who caused harm? Based on your previous experiences of engaging in a process of trying to rebuild broken trust, what have been some examples of quote-unquote good enough reasons to show up to this process? 
Alternatively, when have you opted to not engage in rebuilding trust? What factors contributed to this decision? In what ways has working through this toolkit resulted in broken self-trust? Which components of trust do you think you need to bolster in order to rebuild this trust with yourself? What would be your why or your motivation for engaging in this process with yourself? Do you think this breakdown of trust is solely about your engagement with this toolkit in present time? Or does it also hit up against recent or historical ways in which you've been harmed or endangered? I invite you to pause here and take some time to unpack your responses to these prompts before moving on to the next module. Thank <laughs> you.